to another episode of Wordcast series. I'm your host, Sharpstar. Today, we'll be reading chapters 16 through 17. Hope you guys enjoy this episode, and I'll see you guys on the other side. Bye. Hi, everyone. Now we can read chapter 16. Byrd's claws felt rooted to the Thunderpath as he stared at the cat who had cast a menacing shadow over his life for so long. There was no need for any pretense of shared clan loyalty now. Tireclaw was an outcast, the enemy of all cats who had followed the warrior code. The fiery evening sun bled through the tips of the trees, its orange rays glowing in the, on the dark, du- the dark pelt of the massive tabby. Across the silence of the deserted Thunderpath, Tireclaw sneered at Fireheart. Is chasing puny cats to their death the best you can do to defend your territory? Fireheart's mind cleared in a heartbeat, leaving his body pulsing with strength and cold fury. He stared straight into Tireclaw's eyes as the thundering of another monster stirred in his ear fur. He held his ground as it whipped by him, another roaring at, roaring at his he- heels, but Fireheart felt no fear. In the fleeting gape between the two monsters, he focused on Tireclaw and Spring. Tireclaw's eyes widened with surprise as Fireheart crashed into him, claws unsheathed and hissing with rage. They rolled together across the gas, across the grass, into the cover of the trees. Fireheart drew strength from the familiar sense of the forest, his territory now, not Tireclaw's, and the pair struggled wildly, flat, flattening the brittle undergrowth and gouging deep scars in the ground with their claws. Fireheart had gotten a good grip on Tireclaw in his first pounce. He could feel every one of the tabby's ribs. Tireclaw had lost weight, but his muscles felt hardened beneath his thick pelt. And Fireheart quickly realized that exile had not diminished the warrior's strength. Tireclaw crouched and leaped upward, twisting in midair. Fireheart felt himself being flung with... Being flung from Tigerclaw's back, felt the impact of the parched ground as he landed on his side. He gasped for the air that had been knocked from his lungs and struggled to his paws. He wasn't fast enough. Tigerclaw pounced on him, pinning him to the ground with claws that seemed to pierce Fireheart to to pierce Fireheart to the bone. Fireheart yowled in agony, but the massive tom held him down, and he smelled the stench of crow food as Tigerclaw stretched his neck forward to his, into Fireheart's ear. Are you listening, kitty pet? I will kill you and all your warriors, one by one. Even in the heat of battle, his words sent a chill through Fireheart. He knew Tigerclaw meant what he said. He suddenly became aware of the new noises and smells around him, the rustling of unfamiliar paws and strange cat scents. They were surrounded, but by whom? Confused by the sense of the Thunderpath, Whitethroat's blood, and his own fear, Fireheart wondered bleakly if this could be the remaining cats from Broken Tail's band of outcasts, who had not long ago had helped Tigerclaw attack the Thunderclan camp. Had Whitethroat chosen to join these rogues after the after join these rogues rather than return to his own disease-ridden clan? In desperation, Fire pushed up with his hind legs, his claws raking for a hold on Tireclaw's belly. His old enemy must have under- underestimated how strong Fire had grown, for his grip loosened and he slithered onto the ground. 
Pirates scrabbled away from him, lifting his head in time to see Mousefur and Whitestorm hurl themselves from the undergrowth onto the two cats that had surrounded them. He glanced back at Tigerclaw, but sprung to his paws and was rearing onto his hind legs, towering over Fireheart with his teeth bared and his amber eyes gleaming with hatred. He ducked as Tigerclaw lunged, darting forward and turning to the swipe turning to swipe the dark warrior on the nose. Beside him, he could hear the yowls and hisses of Whitestorm and Mousefur as they battled with the courage of StarClan, but, but they were badly outnumbered. As Fireheart dodged Tigerclaw once more, he looked around desperately for any means of escape. Claws raked at his hind legs, and, and he turned to see one of, one of Tigerclaw's rogues grasping him and snarling viciously. He was skinny and under, ungroomed like the others. His eyes his eyes glittering with spite. Tyraclaw reared up again with a ferocious hiss. Fireheart was bracing, him bracing himself for Tyraclaw's blow when he saw a blaze of gray. A broad pair of shoulders flashed past. Fireheart recognized the warrior he had fought alongside many times before. Gray, gray Stripe. The gray warrior lunged at Tyraclaw, exposed but the Grey Warrior launched at Tireclaw's exposed belly, knocking him backward. Fireheart whipped around and bit the shoulder of the cat. Bit the shoulder, sorry, bit the shoulder of the cat that clung to his hind leg. Until he felt his teeth scrape against bone, he he released the bone, the rope. Sorry, he released the rogue when he squealed and spat out the blood that had dripped into his mouth. Astounded, Fireheart looked at the battle that raged around him. Graystripe mu must have brought a whole river clan patrol, for now it was the rogue cats who were outnumbered as they struggled against the sleek furred warriors. He turned to see Graystripe twisting free of Tigerclaw's grasp and sprang to, his to help his friend. Together, they, re they reared at Tigerclaw, swiping at him to drive him backward, matching matched step for step as they had practiced so many times in training. Then, without even exchanging a glance, they lunged as one for uh, as one force and the massive tabby on, fell to the ground. Terraclaw let out a muffled hiss as Fireheart pressed his foe's, mu foe's muzzle into the dirt while Graystripe grasped at Tabby's shoulders and pounded his flank with his hind legs. Fireheart screeches Fireheart heard screeches fading into the woods and realized that the rogue cats were fleeing, fleeing the battle. Tyraclaw took advantage of Fireheart's lapse of attention and wriggled, and wriggled free. He fled toward the brambles, spitting with fury, and, and disappeared among the barbed stems. As the wails of the rogue cats faded away, the warriors shook the dust from their pelts and licked their wounds. Fireheart realized for the first time that Bluestar's son, Stonefur, Stonefur, was among the River Clan cats. Is anyone badly hurt? he gasped. The cats shook their heads, even Mousefur, who was still bleeding from the first attack. We should return to our own ter territory, meowed Stonefur. Thunderclan, thanks for your help. Fireheart dipped his head respectfully. Rogue cats threaten all of us, Stonefur reply, replied. We couldn't leave you to fight them alone. Whitestorm shook his muzzle, scattering drops of blood. He looked at Graystrip. It's good to fight beside you again, friend. What brought you here? He heard Fireheart's yell from the four trees where we were patrolling. Stonefur answered for Graystripe. He persuaded us to come and help. Thanks, Fire. 
answered Fireheart warmly. All of you. Stonefur nodded and turned away. Turned away into the trees. His patrol followed. His patrol followed. Fireheart touched Graystripe with his muzzle as he passed. Sorry to see him leave, and painfully aware that there was no time to say as much as he wanted to. See you, Graystripe. He meowed. He felt Graystripe's purr rumbling through his thick coat. See you, he murmured the Grey Warrior. Fire shivered as, his as the sun finally disappeared from the forest. He could see Mousefur's eyes shining in the dark, tense with pain. Then he felt a fresh wave of, sh of sorrow as he remembered the price that had been paid for the rogue cat's attack. Running Wind's body would be growing cold by now, and this was not the, uh, this was not the only untimely death Tireclaw had brought to the forest that day. Fireheart looked at Whitestorm. Can you and Mousefur get Running Wind back to the camp without me? The white warrior narrowed his eyes curiously, but said nothing and nodded. Fire twitched his ear. I'll follow you back soon. There's something I must do first. That's the uh, end of chapter 16. That was a short chapter. Um, we'll come back and read chapter 17. See ya. Welcome back from the break, and now we can read chapter 17. Fireheart padded heavily back to the Thunder Pass. The smell of Tireclaw and the rogue cats were still heavy in the air, but he could hear no noises other than the bird song and the whispering of the breeze through the leaves. In the calm after the battle, he noticed how strongly the scent of Shadowclan mingled with the other smells. Had there been had there been other Shadowclan cats as well as Whitethroat among the rogues? He wondered if the sickness in the Shadowclan camp was so bad that its warriors were imposing their own exile and joining up with Tireclaw's band of outcasts for protection. Or perhaps the scent had simply wafted it from their territory on the other side of the Thunderpath. Fireheart stared across the gray, the hard gray path at the body of the black and white warrior. If White Throat had, if White Throat had joined the Rogue Cats because his clan was too sick to support him, it didn't explain the look of horror on his face when he had seen Tiger Claw. Why was White Throat had been so terrified if Tiger Claw were, were now his leader? With a flicker of guilt, Fireheart suddenly wondered if White Throat had stumbled on Running Wind, Running Wind's body by sheer accident. After Tigerclaw had led the led the attack on the Thunderclan patrol, but what was he doing in Thunderclan territory? And where and where was what, Little Cloud? There was no there was too many questions and none of the the answers made sense. One thing was certain. Fireheart could not leave Whitethroat's body to be battered by monsters on the Thunderpath. It was quiet now, and Fireheart crossed to the middle crossed to the middle and grasped the warrior's scruff in his teeth. He dragged him gently across the across to the verge on the far side, hoping that his clanmates would find him soon and give him an honorable burial. But whatever Whitethroat had or had not done, Starclan would judge him now. When Fireheart entered the moonlit Thunderclan camp, Running Wind's body lay in the center of the clearing. He looked peaceful, stretched out as if he were asleep. Bluestar was pa pacing around the warrior's body, her broad gray head swinging from side to side. The rest of the clan hung back, keeping to the shadows at the edge of the clearing. The, the air was thick with distress. 
The cats weaved silently among one another, glancing anxiously at their leader, as she padded back and forth, muttering under her breath. She didn't even try to control her grief, as she would have done once. Fireheart remembered how quietly she had mourned her old friend, Antipathy, Lionheart, many moons ago. She showed none of that silent dignity now. Fireheart could feel the clan watching them as he, as he approached their leader. Bluestar looked up, and he felt a stab of alarm when, she, when he saw that her eyes were clouded with fear and shock. They say Tigerclaw did this, she rasped. It might have been one of his robes. How many are there? I don't know. Fire admitted it had been impossible to count in the thick of battle. Many. Blue Star began to shake her head again, and Fireheart knew she had she had to be told everything, whether she wanted to or not. Tireclaw wants vengeance against the Thunderclan, he reported. He told me that he's going to kill our warriors one by one. Behind him, the clan exploded into horrified yells. Fireheart let them wail, keeping his eyes fixed on Blue Star. He felt his heart flutter like a trapped bird as he began, as he begged the Star Clan to give him, give her the strength of, to cope with the openly declared threat. Gra- gradually, the Clan fell silent, and Fireheart waited for them for, waited with them for Blue Star to speak. Now, screeched in the distance as it dived through the trees. Only Blue Star lifted her head. It's only me he wants to kill, she murmured, so quietly that only Fireheart could hear her. For the sake of the clan. No. Blue Star spat, cutting her off. Did Blue Star really intend to give herself up to Tigerclaw? He wants revenge on the whole clan, not just you. She dropped her head. Such vicious betrayal, she hissed. How could I not see this treachery when he lived among us? What a fool I've been. She shook her head, her eyes closed. What a mouse brain fool. Fireheart paused, trembled. Blue Star seemed determined to torture herself by claiming all responsibility uh, for Tigerclaw's wickedness. With a sickening jolt, he realized he would have to take charge. We must make sure the camp is guarded day and night from now on, Longtail. He looked over at the striped warrior. You will sit guard tonight. You will sit guard till moon high. Then he swung his head toward Frostfur. You will take over then. The two cats nodded, and Fireheart bent his head toward Running Wind's body. Running Wind's body. Mousefur and Brackenfur can carry Running Wind at dawn. Blue Star will sit vigil with with him until then. He glanced at his leader, who was staring blankly at the ground. Nope, that she had heard of. I will join her. Meowed Whitestorm. The White Warrior shouldered his way through the crowd and sat beside Blue Star, pre- pressing his pelt against hers. One by one, the clan padded forward to pay their respects to their lost friend. Willapelt slipped from the nursery and touched the dead warrior gently with her muscle, whispering her sorrowful farewell. Goldenflower followed her, signaling to her, sit, her, to her kids to stay back. Fire felt a chilling sense of foreboding as he saw the dark tabby cat kit peering curiously around his mother. I couldn't help feeling that this kit, however innocent, kept Tigerclaw's menace alive inside the clan. Fire shook away the thought as he watched Goldenflower gently lick Renewin's cheek. He must have faith in her and the clan to raise the kit to be a true warrior, a truer warrior than his father had been. After Goldenflower had padded away, Fire stepped forward and leaned down to lick Renewin's dull pelt. I will avenge your death, he promised softly. As he padded back, 
As he backed away, he saw a figure step forward from the shadow of the high rock. It was Dark Stripe. Fire watched his eyes flick from running wind to blue star and back, burning not with fear or grief, but with a brooding thoughtfulness. Unsettled, Fireheart headed for one place he knew would comfort or would find comfort. He passed through the ferns to Yellowfang's den. His bites and scratches began to sting as much as the thorn sh- sharp doubts that had fretted in his mind. Thornpole sat in the well trampled grass clearing. Cinderpelt and Yellowfang crouched beside him while he had while he held up a paw for them to examine. Cinderpelt peeled a wa- peeled a wad of cobwebs away from the pad, making Thornpaw the grimace. It's still bleeding, the apprentice medicine cat reported. Should have stopped by now, rasped Yellowfang. We need to dry this wound before the infection creeps in. Cinderpelt's eyes narrowed. We have those horsetail stems I gathered yesterday. What if we drip some sap into the cobwebs before we bind them to its paw? That might stop for the that might stop the bleeding. Yellowfang let out a rumbling purr. Good thinking. The old medicine cat turned at once and hurried toward her den while Cinderpelt pressed on Thornpaw's wound with her paw. Only then did she notice Fireheart standing in the tunnel entrance. Fireheart, she meowed. On, give me one second. Fireheart, she mewed. Her blue eyes showing in her concern. Are you okay? Just a few scratches and a bite or two. Fire replied, padding forward to join them. I I heard that it was the rogue cats who attacked us. Meowed Thornpaw, twisting his head to look up at Fireheart. And that tiger claw was with them. Is it true? It's true, Fireheart told him gravely. Cinderpaw glanced at Fireheart, then shook the ginger apprentice apprentice's paw. Here, press on this. Me? Meow Thornpaw in surprise. It's your paw. Hurry up or you'll have to change your name to No Paw. Thornpaw lifted his paw higher and clamped his jaws carefully around the wound. Bluestar should never have let Tigerclaw leave the clan. Cinderpelt mewed quietly to Fireheart. She should have killed him while she had the chance. Fireheart shook his head. She would never have killed him in cold blood. You know that. Cinderpelt didn't argue. Why has he come back now, and how could he kill a warrior he once fought beside? He told me he was going to kill as many of us as he can. Fireheart meowed darkly. Thornpaw let out a muffled mew, and Cinderpelt's whiskers quivered with shock. But why? asked the young medicine cat. Fireheart felt his eyes cloud with anger, because Thunderclan didn't give him what he wanted. What did he want? To be leader? Fireheart answered simply. Well, he he'll never be a leader. The, he'll never be a leader this way. He's hardly going to make himself popular with the clan if he starts attacking our patrols like this. Doubt flickered through Fireheart at Cinderpelt's confident words. Bluestar was so weak. Who else had the strength to replace her if she Fireheart winced? He knew the clan's deep fear of the massive Tom and his rogue cats. They might prefer to accept Tigerclaw as their leader than. Uh, rather than allow Thunderclan to be destroyed fighting him. Do you really believe that? He pressed. The noise of Yellowfang's paw steps as she returned from the den startled them, and all three cats turned. Wad of cobwebs dangled from the old mess and cast jaws. She dropped them beside Cinderpelt and meowed. Believe what? 
That's how Cloud will never become le- clan leader, Cinderpelt explained. Yellowfang's eyes darken- darkened and she didn't speak for several long heartbeats. I think Tiger Claw has the strength and ambition to become whatever he wants to be. She meowed at last. That's the end of chapter 18. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.